Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm your announcer. We are pleased to be using our one talent to the glory of God with a desire to grow our brothers and sisters in Holy Communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is revealed in the growth of the podcast in 47 countries, as well as the encouraging comments and heartfelt questions you have all sent us. We thank you for listening and sharing your experiences in prayer. And now, we are very excited to announce our October surprise. Fred also has a celebration announcement. And speaking of our host, here he is now. My friend and yours, Fred. Thank you once again, Richard, for those very kind words and your appreciation of everyone who listens. The last extended introduction, I forgot to mention how much I just appreciate most of all your friendship. And for those of you out there, I don't think we've discussed it before. Richard and I met just a few years before our mutual retirements, and I am really thankful for his continued friendship. We are coming up now to the middle of October in our October surprise, and I wanted to, at this point, truncate the introduction. Uh, Richard, by the way, that means Jordan. (laughs) Just so everybody has a little less to wade through. Quickly then, again, I want to thank everybody for listening and the encouragement that that is to me. There's been some really fantastic growth this year. And as we again thank you and Richard, obviously... Our gratitude to God is uppermost in our minds. He's given us salvation. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And it's through his mercies that this lowly slave of his even has a chance to encourage anyone who listens to a life of prayer, to a conversation with God. So thank you, Jesus, for that. His mercies also allow and even encourage us to our close communion with him. Indeed, as we have been hearing, J.C. Ryle reminds us prayer is a command. And as it is my proclivity to stress our growing peace and assurance and joy and comfort as we make prayer our daily habit, our conversation with God, a consistent part of our lives, we again are spending this month with Pastor Ryle. He lived, and I misspoke in the first introduction, he lived in the 19th century. And we are reminded of how critical prayer is. As an act of obedience, which it is, we find our way into the presence of the Holy Father, our obedient Savior, the Son, and the indwelling Holy Spirit who energizes us in the graces of God. Thank you once again for listening. And now, let's go to the episode. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and I am still the podcast principal. And I still love that phrase. We are back to looking at A Call to Prayer, a little treatise by John Charles Ryle. Let's pray together as we begin. Heavenly Father, help us, Lord, to submit to you. I would pray today that you would take my fumbling words and the concepts that are difficult for us to understand, and especially for me to understand. And Holy Spirit, make those words somehow infuse them with your power so that your glory is seen in your word and in 
any concepts that are worthy that we talk about today and help us to pray and help us to grow. We need thee. We need a close walk with thee. Our hearts long for thee like we were in a dry and weary land. And so we would just pray, help us help us to learn to pray and to learn to seek you and make yourself continually real to us in a supernatural way by the power of the Holy Spirit. We commit ourselves to you, one and all, whenever anyone listens. Use your word to glorify yourself and cause us to pray and enjoy you. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ because we know it is his prayer and his will. Amen. Now, as I've been reading and getting used to, it's only been in the last few years as I had an occasion to examine some things in the last few days. It's only in the last few few years that I've really found the home for my theology, and it is in the Puritan world. I don't know everything about the Puritans and what they've done. I have learned over the last few days that Oliver Cromwell was or is seen as really not a very nice person, and that's people who whose history includes Oliver Cromwell. And even though he may have had a godly objective in mind, it didn't turn out that way. Nevertheless, I have been at home with Puritan theology and Puritan thought, especially the idea of affections. We've talked about this before. They believed, and I believe, and I'm really glad to have a home with them, that knowing God and experience Him changes. It deepens our love. It lessens our sorrows. It affects what they call affections, and we call emotions. And throughout the years, whether they're called Puritans or not, there are many that are kindred souls or bosom buddies, two terms my daughter learned from Anne of Green Gables books. She loves those books. So there are some, like J.C. Ryle, for some people, is a little late in the 1800s to be considered a Puritan. I don't think so. I think the movement has gone in one of the most recent and prominent Puritans, I would call them, in our age is Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who's a wonderful preacher and teacher of the Word. He may take some getting used to, but he's awesome to listen to. Nevertheless, over the years, one of the things that I've that I've come to learn about Puritans is whoever they are through whatever century that they lived in, very often when they said true Christian, what they meant was mature Christian. Now, certainly, they give stern warnings as, as of salvation. They give stern warnings about open obedience, the open obedience of God's people. They give stern warnings for people pretending or even true Christians living as hypocrites. But very often when we read them, and that's why context is important, and that's why it pays to kind of slow down when you read J.C. Ryle, especially when you read Jonathan Edwards or John Owen, it pays to slow down and make sure we understand the context. Because very often when they say true Christian, they are talking about mature saints. And I believe in our little treatise here, much of what Ryle says is in that context. And so for the next couple of days, we're going to look on page nine, and then we will expand this as we go along as well. This is kind of an introduction to that. 
But he says this, I do not deny that a man may pray without heart and without sincerity. I do not, for a moment, pretend to say that the mere fact of a person's praying proves everything about his soul, as in every other part of religion, so also in this, there may be deception and hypocrisy. But I do say that not praying is clear proof that a man is not yet a true Christian. And I believe that paragraph or the those sentences are in the context. When he says true Christian here, he means mature Christian. As we have seen, he acknowledges pretenders and hypocrites, but by and large, I think here he's talking about maturity. And the reason I believe that, a couple of the reasons, is on page 10, he says this, I know that much may go on in a man's mind before he is brought to pray. He may have many convictions, desires, wishes, feelings, intentions, resolutions, hopes, and fears. And then he'll go on to expand on that. But in that context, what he's saying is, I know God's people are convicted. They desire God. They have wishes about their Christian life. They have emotion toward God, their feelings, intentions to obey him, resolutions that they make, hopes and fears. We all have those things. And as we mature, those convictions, desires, at all those things change and they mature. So that's one of the pages. Then again, on page 11, he says this, I know that the Holy Spirit, who calls sinners from their evil ways, does in many instances lead them by very slow degrees to acquaintance with Christ. So again, we'll expand on that paragraph when we get there. But again, you see that he knows the Holy Spirit calls us and leads us very often by very slow degrees. In my life, they've been painfully slow, even to me. Many times I imagine him just saying, oh, ye of little faith. And then on page 16, he confesses, this is Ryle again, I cannot see your heart. I do not know your private history in spiritual things. But from what I see in the Bible and in the world, I am certain I cannot ask you a more necessary question than that before you. Do you pray? We've seen in the past his assertion that prayer is, and he will go on to make this assertion again, that prayer is one of the surest ways we know we are saved in our own souls because we desire that communion with him. And so for today, I did just want to remind you again from Ryle himself that as we are in prayer, we need to expect growth and change. And that's an encouragement to us. The struggles you have now, you won't have Believe me, others will come, but the ones you're experiencing now, you won't have in the days to come and in the years to come. And as we call out for God, like we were in a dry and weary land, we pour out our souls before him. We are encouraged by the fact that we are growing. And so today, the the main part of what I wanted to talk about today is one of the old lessons, one of the first lessons we learned when we started the podcast Give yourself a break and give yourself a room to grow. And don't let even biblical standards that you're not ready for, don't let them derail your communication with God. I shared in the past several of those 
in my life when I was chided, one time yelled at for praying the wrong way by a person, if you'll remember, who wasn't even praying. You will conform. Don't give up. Keep working at your prayer life. You will conform to God's word in prayer as you do in everything else. And for most of us, that takes time. If you are a child of God, which you know in your soul, and you long to pray, which you know in your own soul, and he does, J.C. Rell does a good job of talking us through those things, God is working. If those things are true, he is working in your life. And you say, you know, Fred, you're actually not that smart. You've already confessed to not have that much acuity in the mental field. And you're right about that. And I have confessed that. So it's a good question. But the answer, only one of the things we're going to talk about today is an answer from me. The rest are from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in his word. Paul, moved by the Holy Ghost, in Philippians 1, 6, says about the Philippians, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And that's the way I try actually to present most of the information in the podcast. I am confident if you are a Christian, God who began that good work is going to perfect it until the day of Christ. You're going to grow. And then one of my other favorite verses, Romans 14, 4, just the second part in this case, Paul says there, again, led by the Holy Spirit, to his own master, he stands or falls and stand he will, for the Lord is able to make him stand. My beloved brethren, you are, we are all his. He loves us. He saved us. He bled for us. He calls us, as we have seen in Matthew, to that close walk with him, that intimate walk with him and knowledge of him. He's not lying to us. And again, I am confident that he is leading your steps to spiritual maturity. He is leading your steps. You wouldn't be listening to the, listening to this if you didn't want a deeper prayer life or more consistent. And as you work with our Heavenly Father, with your Heavenly Father, on your community with him, know that he is working. He will lead. He will take you through the experiences which will grow you up in prayer and your spiritual life, and your love for him will grow. Again, give yourself time. Know that you will grow and keep on practicing. One, uh, my oldest grandson sometimes has an issue with trying things and not being very good at them. I think we all do that a little bit. But I've talked to him before, and I've told him, you know what, Pops? My grandkids call me Pops. Pops has failed at a lot of things. And failing is okay. But wanting to do something and not trying, not starting, that's not okay. We won't know where God is leading us in anything, actually, if we don't start. If we live a life of, of fear instead of faith, there's tons of things that God may have and we may enjoy, but we won't try them. And we can't let our fear keep us from those things. God is working. He does want that relationship with you. One of the Proverbs says he delights in the prayers of his children. Don't give up. Keep trying. Keep pouring your heart out before him. It will one day be the best part of your day. Thank you, Heavenly Father, 
for your beauty and your salvation and your word to us. My soul thanks you, holy God. My inner man rejoices and leaps for joy daily because I have your salvation. Your Son, Jesus, is my Savior. You are our teacher and comforter. The Holy Ghost is our teacher and comforter as well. All you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I'm praying on my face today. Make your people to pray. Move in power on every heart, not just the ones who listen to this. Lead them to the way where they can learn and learn of thee. Make them long for thee. And then answer us, Lord Jesus. Answer us all. And in prayer and your word, Holy Spirit, in your power, make us apprehend the eternal and inexhaustible love thou hast thou hath for thy Son, our Savior, and now that we are in him, that thou hast for us. Lord Jesus, we know we are unworthy slaves. We know we are your servants. And yet at the same time, we are your children. Help us to bring those together in our minds as we seek thee in study and prayer. Sweet Lord Jesus, have mercy upon mercy on us continually. You have given us so much mercy. My soul would even shrink back from thee, asking again for thy mercies, if I didn't know it was your will and the love of God that bids us call. Help us to pray. Help us to learn to pray. We submit ourselves to thee, and we confess. We glorify thee. Move in thy power, we pray. Amen. For our dedication, now to him who is able to bring our lives to pass, to finish, to the glory of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Brethren, let us pray together, and let us pray for one another. Thank you for listening. Amen.